Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Jeff T. from the Club 520 Podcast. When it comes to your feet, eBay's got your back. When you see the blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, that means real experts are checking your sneakers. Every stitch, down to the sole. They even smell them because nothing says fresh like the scent of real kicks. So kick back and relax. From the drop to your doorstep, eBay doesn't play games with your sneaker game. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay authenticity guarantee. Visit ebay.com for terms. The Volume. It's Snaps, presented by FanDuel. Football season is here, and there's no better place to get in on that action than FanDuel. But why, T-Bob? Why? Well, let me tell you. Okay, first off, the app is safe, secure. It's easy to use, okay? FanDuel always has these great exclusive offers where you can get juice, win a little more. Uh, When you win, you'll get paid fast. No waiting, no BS. And they got a ton of ways to play, man. Spread, money line over, unders, totals, props, same game, parlays, everything. Live betting. If you get to the show late, it doesn't matter. Just live bet it. They also have the teasingly vague same game parlay plus. I don't think it's a streaming service, but there's only one way to find out. It's by downloading the FanDuel Sportsbook app today, promo code SNAPS, and make every moment more this football season. Must be 21 and present in select states only. Gambling problem? 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342. Arizona, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. Colorado, Indiana, Minneapolis, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Indiana, 1-877-770-STOP. In Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. New York, Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700. Wyoming, or visit www.1800gambler.net. West Virginia. Welcome in. New week. New snap. Here we sit. September 12th, 2022. And what a weekend. Well, I'm coming off of, man. Are you kidding me, Aaron? I got rings of power to watch as a little Friday night treat. Saturday, I lock myself in this beautiful office and just watch 11 to 12 hours straight of football completely unbothered by even my family or anyone else. Sunday, 
take a step back, right? Chilling, watching the Saints game, a little red zone in the background, doing a little honey-do list in the afternoon. Game of Thrones Sunday night. Are you kidding me? The world is wonderful today if you're a member of Snaps. Maybe not so much if you're some of the people that we're going to talk about today on Snaps. But first off, let me welcome in uh, my excellent co-host, one of the best SEC quarterbacks of all time, Mr. Aaron Murray. What's up, dude? Man, it was an awesome weekend. Uh, I was there at Ole Miss, got to watch their uh, somewhat ex ex exhibition game on, on Saturday night, and uh, got to enjoy it. was my first time there in Ole Miss. So I went to uh, the square, I believe it's called the square, on, on Friday night. Uh, amazed that uh, Arch Manning did not commit there, if you know what I mean. Place is a beautiful place <laughs> to be. Uh, and then experience. Wait, is the, the square Grove. a bar? Or are you talking about the Grove? Like, is a square a bar? No, is no, no, no. Like the actual what is downtown. No, like the actual oh, okay. downtown. It's like a square, and it's just oh. bars everywhere. Um, it's 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 a wild time. And it, I thought I thought Georgia was good, and I thought it would probably be good to be the quarterback of Georgia for those that know what I'm saying. If you're being, if you're a good quarterback <laughs> at Ole Miss. You're in good hands. Um, so that's a good time. Aaron Murray, it sounds like you have fallen into the honeypot that used to define <laughs> Ole Miss for quite some time. And that is kind it of did, like yes. what you're talking about here is basically how Ole Miss was viewed for a couple of decades, yes. uh, maybe before. There's, I think there's still the viewed like there. that, T-Bob. Yeah. So okay. Okay. it's a great place. Uh, the Grove was awesome. Uh, it was funny. We were on the field pregame and, and you know, I'm, I'm messing around. I'm throwing the ball, feeling like I'm a big, cool guy. And, my play-by-play -play guy's like, do you want to go to the Grove? I was like, well, you know, sure, where is it? And we walked over to the Grove, and for those who have not been to the Grove there at Ole Miss, it is a must. Get it on your bucket list. A hell of a scene, a great time. Lots of shenanigans really? going on. It's right outside the stadium. So if you get an opportunity, go to an Ole Miss game. But, man, it was a hell of a weekend. A uh, lot of great action all day Saturday. Obviously, you and I had a chance to react right away to that Alabama-Texas game. Yeah. Uh, we had our late night show too. Uh, some great games just throughout the day. A lot of big upsets, and to me, my my first reaction with 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 what I've seen week one, and then week two is uh, there's a lot more. There's going to be more competition this year, and I wasn't sure if we're going to have to wait until after or wait until the, the the expanded playoffs do occur for this to 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 really see. But uh, you're going to continue to see these supposedly upsets every single weekend. I just think. You know, based on the way teams have been built, based on the COVID year with some teams and, and especially not the elite teams, getting guys for five, six years, a lot of great leadership in those locker rooms. There's a lot of great teams throughout the country right now. So don't be surprised if we start continue to see number eight goes down, number 10 goes down, number three goes down. Like it's just, it, it's good. I think at the end of the day, this is good for college football. And uh, I think we're going to once again, see it all year long. Yeah, dude. I mean, look, I agree. I, I think that when people talk about college football, the uh, the year that everybody kind of points to that really embodied this was 2007. And there was a ton of 2007 energy uh, on display on Saturday. I mean, you're not, I mean, it, it, I mean, look at the Sun Belt, right? I don't want to, I don't want to get ahead of myself here because I'm going to get there and sips and snaps. So like, look at him, dude. The, the legitimate ass beatings of Notre Dame in South Bend and the Aggies in College Station, and Kansas beating West Virginia in Morgantown, despite the fact that West Virginia was 14-point favorites. So, uh, excuse me, I said Kansas. What am I talking about? The uh, Georgia Southern, excuse me, Georgia Southern beating Nebraska and Lincoln 45-42, which brings us to our first topic of the day. 
Uh, I see that Ryan Brumley, our excellent producer on the rundown here, went with Scott Frost gets canned. Uh, we were looking for a Scott Frost put on ice. Scott Frost iced out, frozen out. The opportunity was right there, and we went with canned. But but here we go. So Scott Frost fired. First firing of the season, Aaron. This is the first firing that snaps will cover. Fire the cannon. Frost is done in Lincoln. And uh, look, genius drop by the Huskers here. They they broke the news about 10 minutes after the NFL slate kicked off yesterday. I mean, that's even better than the Friday afternoon news dump there. It, it was basically perfect. And it's actually a testament to maybe how big of a deal it is that it broke through as much as it did. But uh, Scott Frost officially out in Nebraska. And it is unreal to me. Un There's one element of this is unreal. To me. Now that Scott Frost got fired. That makes all the sense in the world when you look at what he did. But Aaron, I'm sure you've heard this. If they had waited till October 1st, yeah. which is, you know, 19 days away, if they waited till October 1st, they would have saved $8 million. Should we all reach a point in our lives where we would be <laughs> so lucky that we make ourselves so untenable that somebody pays us eight additional million dollars not to work <laughs> when all they had to do was work with us for three more weeks? Just yep. three more weeks, and you save eight milli. And they say, "I don't give a damn. Just get him out of here." That is still it's 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 borderline unbelievable to me, and it just shows oh, you how done, how done they were with the frost era, dude. So my my conspiracy theory with this whole thing, and and it goes back to the week one matchup versus Northwestern, who Northwestern lost to Duke this weekend. So I think that was. More uh, icing on top of the cake there, little sprinkles on top with we got to move yep. on from Scott Frost. But Scott Frost looked at this football team and he looked at his contract. He knew that, hey, man, the writing's on the wall. This team ain't going to get it done this year. My ass is going to get canned at the end of the season. Hey, if I don't get fired before this October 1st deadline, I may lose $7 million. So when they're about to go kick the ball off, Scott Frost thinks to himself, why don't I kick an onside kick? My ass needs to get fired for something stupid yeah. so that I get yeah. an additional seven to eight million dollars. So did he do that on purpose, knowing that it was inedible? I'm gonna get fired at some point this season. Let me go make sure I get a couple more zeros uh and some more bucks in my bank account before I do so. The it, it had to happen. I get it, you know, it's 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 three more weeks, but you lose the way you did at Northwestern. The onside kick, the the terrible call up eleven points. You had the close call last week. You lose to Georgia Southern this weekend. Like it is still As amazing three, to me oh, that three you want to get rid of someone in that case, bad. Yeah. In case people are hearing, like at just home. oh, they lose Georgia Southern. Yeah, at home, three touchdowns. I mean, that's essentially and you lose forty five, forty two. That's your you're you're paying him. That seven million dollars was the salary of your coach. You're going to hire next year. I mean that that's know, that's 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 what it's going to cost. That's what it, that's what it's gonna, if you want an elite coach for Nebraska next year, it's going to cost you anywhere from seven to to ten million dollars, <laughs> and that's what you just paid him to leave three weeks earlier. And and honestly, it's not going to turn around their season. It's not like they're just going to start sprouting out wins out their butt. They're probably going to lose Oklahoma this weekend, um, regardless if he was the coach or not the coach. So. I think they could have waited. I understand the urgency just to, to cut ties and move on and get 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 ahead of this thing, but it's not like you're going to be able to hire a new coach right now, um, and and you're not going to just once again you're not going to go three zero in these next three weeks, regardless of if Scott Frost was the head coach or not. So I thought you could have held off a little bit, saved yourself some money, use that yes. money to go out there and, and pay a new head coach. Yes. For the season. 
No, no, not I thought you could have, Aaron. The prudent thing to do is absolutely to hold off there. Like, you know you're going to fire him. That decision has already been made. Uh, holding on for three more weeks changes nothing. Like, getting to Mickey Joseph earlier changes nothing. Unless you think that you're still going to salvage a season or, like, Mickey Joseph is going to work his way into being the full-time guy. Like, no. That, that, that's why I, I'm so hung up on that, that idea, that, that thing about being fired by October 1st is, again, it's so easy just to eat crap for three more weeks after yep. four years of eating crap. It's just more crap. You already got a ton in your belly. Just add some more on top of it. And yet they just couldn't. They were quite literally fed up. And they said, all right, dude, get the hell out of here. And you know what this drives home, Aaron? It's that we're like Jon Snow, dude. We know nothing. Because was there ever a hire that made more sense than Scott Frost at Nebraska? Mm -hmm. His resume was stellar. He was from there. Nebraska was still viewed as like a potential sleeping giant, right? And that they haven't been good, but they still got fan support. They got resources, et cetera, et cetera. He, I mean, he had UCF with at least a claim in their eyes to an undefeated national championship. I mean, he did some incredible things in this buildup to Nebraska, and now we all think he's a joke. It's just so wild because, again, that made the most sense of any hire I've ever seen, and it didn't just go bad. It went awfully. And the four years since he's been there, Rutgers is the only Big Ten team with the worst overall record, 13-35 and to Nebraska's 16-31. and The man who created UCF into a potential national champion, in their eyes again at least, just went 16-31 and at his alma mater where he couldn't lose. It's – um. It's shocking, dude. Well, and then I think about this. Found ways to lose too, T. Bob. I mean, you talk about the yeah. sixteen thirty-one, five and twenty-two, and one score games, and 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 you can look at it at, at different ways. You can look at it, man. They're so close, and that's yeah, that's what we were saying heading into the season. Like they're 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 right there, and if they can just get the ball to to, to roll their way a little bit, you can you know steal three four wins this season, and through the first three games of the season, you know, two losses within, you know, one score and against teams that they're probably better than. And then you have to look at it. Okay. What is, what's the issue? What's, what's really going on there? And I, I, at the end of the day, like this doesn't mean Scott Frost is a bad coach. Like I, I tweeted that out yesterday and a bunch of fans are, you know, were, were upset with me. Like, well, what does it mean? Like if you lose all those games and yes, it does mean you're a really bad coach. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Something sometimes it just doesn't work out at the end of the day. Like you, 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 you think you got a great hire. You obviously hired him for a reason. Um, it just it, it sucks. Just plays for Scott Frost. It sucks. But I guarantee you, he will go somewhere. Maybe he goes to Alabama. Uh, I'm yeah. sure Nick Saban will bring him in. He'll he'll yeah. sit with him for a few years. He'll get a job somewhere yeah. else and go out there and dominate. He's just he's too likable. He's too smart. He works too hard. Uh, and he's had too much success in his career not to be a good coach in the future. It just was unfortunate circumstances, which he, you know, just was unable to win a lot of those close games at the end of the day. But you go back to do they do they get rid of him? Do they not before that October first game versus Indiana? You look at their schedule. I mean, it's really two games. You know, they got Oklahoma. You're going to lose that game regardless if if Scott Frost is the coach or not. You got a bye week, and then you got Indiana. So really, you're just saying suck it up for two more games. That's yeah, it. <laughs> Not three games. Stuck it up for two games, and they couldn't do that. And now it's uh, let's see who they go. I, I, you know, the guy that I like, if if you're going to replace him, and someone that I've been a huge fan of, and we'll talk about later in the show too, is is Mark Stoops at Kentucky. And mm. I don't know if that Mark just wants to stay at Kentucky or what, but 
he is too good of a coach to and maybe you look at right now what he's built at Kentucky and maybe he's saying why would I leave this team which is now a top 10 team in the country after that big win versus Florida why would yeah. I leave this safe place to go to a place like Nebraska where Scott Frost the chosen one couldn't even win so if if someone was willing to lose it leave and if he was willing to leave I would go after him if I'm any program now if I'm I'm a quote unquote supposed traditional powerhouse uh and I needed a guy I'm throwing a lot of money at Mark Stoops because he has proven that if you if you give him time he will build a successful program yeah I mean look but okay so that that kind of is fast that's fascinating thing about Nebraska though right is that it doesn't feel like Stoops would go like you said why would he because Nebraska's got a lot of proving to do that they can win in the modern era, which is why, like, I don't know that they're going to be able to attract any elite candidates out there. I mean, who are the elite candidates? You, you, know, you never you know go really. Who? Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer. Ah, okay. I mean, is Nebraska. You know, we talked about earlier. Like, 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 both. Yeah. Okay. I mean, how yeah. desperate are you? We talked about this being the season. Like, you know, <laughs> what's the level of desperation? For a team right now to hire Urban, and I think they're at that point. Um, I don't think Nebraska fans would be mad. I think they would actually be really happy if Nebraska came out at the end of the season and say, "Hey, we're, we're hiring Urban Meyer as our next head coach." Um, I look at the candidates right now. I mean, he's he's the best coach out there. I mean, just like, like, let's throw away all the, the the BS off the field and just go playing on who's the best coach and who's the guy that can turn our program around the fastest and, and have success and, and and get us back to where we're competing for championships, it's it's Urban Meyer. And if that's all you care about, <laughs> then then you ignore <laughs> everything that went down there at Jacksonville. So you know yes, if, if Fox can forgive him, why can't Nebraska yes, fans? Dude. Yes, yes. Brum, are you happy now? We on Snaps are now putting it out there, okay? Urban Meyer, next Nebraska head coach, fully endorsed by Team Snaps. <laughs> and Aaron, to your point, dude, if I'm a Nebraska fan, I get it. I could easily talk yeah. my way into that. I'll explain that. Well, you know, it's the NFL versus college. And if you look at the college resume, I mean, it's national championships all over the place. Look at the turnaround that he had at Ohio State, one at different schools. I mean, he even won at Utah. Of course, he could win here at Lincoln, right? And you know what? I probably think he actually could look i think yes if, if if you're looking for a sure thing in a world where jimbo fisher looks worse and worse i don't know if a sure thing exists i think there are some exciting young names out there like jamie chadwell from uh coastal carolina has obviously been floated floating around for a while and like whoever gives him a break may reap the benefits but um Outside of Meyer, I mean, I don't know, man. I I think I think Nebraska almost has to go that young route and try to hit on somebody. And, and you know what's crazy to think about, dude? Nebraska could have had Joe Burrow. It's where his whole family went. It's where he wanted to go. And Scott Frost told him no. If there's anything more indicative of why Frost currently finds himself frozen out, it is because he told Joe Burrow no for a Martinez. I can't remember which one because I get him confused because they had two different Martinez playing quarterbacks like eight years straight. But just unbelievable, man. Unreal. So Scott Frost out, first firing well, hey, him. Wait, would would Joe discuss. Burrow yeah. have been Joe Burrow without Jamar and, and and that offense and those weapons and that offensive coordinator? Like, I love Joe. He would not have been. Joe is, is one of the greatest. It's by far, in my opinion, the best – individual season of any quarterback I've ever seen in my life. I think Joe is a stud. I mean, look what he's done at the Bengals. But would it have been that good 
if he didn't have no. the supporting cast. And yeah, of course not. No, I, I, I have no doubt so, that he's, I mean, I I, he's still in the NFL. Joe made the right decision. He's still in the NFL. Um, Yes, Joe made the right choice, 100%. I'm just saying that Nebraska had the inside track because literally, like, his brother, I think his dad, like, everybody went there. Um, and, and, no, Joe would still be in the NFL, but certainly he wouldn't have had the Heisman or be the number one overall pick or the 60-plus touchdowns. And, really, when you look at that whole team, it's almost like where a hole is greater than the sum of its parts or even, like, a, a Justin Jefferson now looks – I mean, Aaron Rodgers told Justin Jefferson he's the best player in the NFL on Sunday, and that was a guy who wasn't even viewed as wide receiver one on that LSU team. So it's an absolutely absurd team. Uh, Okay, I will say this. Scott Frost would probably still be employed if he had gotten Joe Burrow. I think think that's it. Um, All right, uh, Uh, next tier. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Anything else before we move on? No, 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 no. uh, We'll we'll move on from Scott Frost. Let's go. Urban Meyer, snaps approved. We're going to have snaps, hats, and shirts. We are 20 minutes into the show. We got (laughs) Urban Meyer back to college football and Big Joe Burrow. What did he ever do? Do you think Urban would take it, though? That's the question. Would Urban Urban take the job? I mean, Uh, mean, it's still Nebraska. For how crappy they've been, it's still Nebraska football. I I think they have pretty new facilities that are pretty sweet, or at least in the process of building new facilities. It's, It's a brand. I'm sure he's itching to get back into college football or at least coaching, uh, which I don't understand. I mean, the dude has plenty of money. Just stick with his job at Fox, and and, and we all know Fox pays a lot of money too. So it's not like he <laughs> needs it. But um, if I'm him and I'm looking at what jobs are available and I want to get back in, I would say Nebraska brand-wise is probably going to be one of the bigger ones out there at the end of the season. Uh, yeah, and as Brum points out, it probably helps Urban make that decision if Nebraska's like, hey, here's $100 million, which before the show we are talking, it's kind of like the going rate. Uh, all right, let's move on again. First fire. Hey, you know who's next? Neil Brown is next, by the way, at WU. Get him the hell out of here, dude. Absolutely done with Neil Brown ruining my Mountaineers. I believed in it because the Troy win over LSU. That was a long-ass time ago. Sorry, Neil Done. Sup, y'all? Listen up. It's time to get in on the Monday Night Football action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Join today. Get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. That's right. Just sign up for FanDuel with the promo code SNAPS, and then you turn game day into payday all season long. Unless you're like me, then you lose, but it's still a ton of fun. Look, here's the point, okay? When you sign up with that SNAPS promo code, $5 bet, do it, and you get 150 in free bets to hit your account. You win a couple of those, you got an entire nut to play with the entire season, okay? So check it out. This Monday night, Russell Wilson returning to Seattle. Maybe you'll do some player props. You think Wilson's going to pull out. Maybe you think he's not going to do good. Maybe you think he is going to do, Dan. You know how you think about the spread, the over You can parlay it all. You can do it. Bet, it. bet it however you want with your friends at FanDuel. Play your way and bet on more than just the final score. Ooh, got him. So don't fumble your chance to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, with promo code SNAPS. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics. UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates 
to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics NIL deals. JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools, showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Anyway, speaking of coaches that are having a bit of a rough week, it is officially Jimbo Hate Week as uh, the, the Sauron's flaming eye gaze that is the national football uh, media and discourse has shifted from Brian Kelly and is now zeroed in on Jimbo Fisher. And it's not without merit. It's kind of crazy, though, Aaron, because it's funny just how much football is like there's so much buildup to the game itself. And the result determines everything, right? And just one result can have such a massive impact. If I asked you last week, is Jimbo Fisher like a good coach? The majority of people would still said yes, absolutely, right? Still a good coach, still very good developing offense, yada, yada, yada. If I ask you today, it feels like a majority of people are going to say, no, he sucks, he's tired, his offense is old, he's had no success recently. And that's a wild swing, but it shows you two things. First, it shows you how awful the loss was to App State, and we can get into that because it was awful. You, yeah. you you got your ass kicked up and down the field. And it also shows you, you know what? Some of it is true, dude. I, I think I might be getting sucked into the mind hive a bit. But, like, wait until I go through this quarterback list. It's hard to argue that Jimbo Fisher is still – or that, that that we should view Jimbo Fisher as as being more of a, like, 
a a maybe like a Kirby Smarter, Ryan Day, or Lincoln Riley, and and maybe we start viewing him more like a Mac Brown, like like a solid coach that is just beyond his time. Where do you stand on Jimbo? I still think Jimbo's a great, great coach. Um, is he a top five, six, seven coach in America? Like a lot of people have had him for the past couple of years. You know, that's something that needs to, to go for consideration. We have to move him back a little bit. Uh, he, the one thing at Texas A&M, which he didn't have at FSU, is he has all the resources. He has everything he wanted. I mean, that's the reason why he left Florida State. They just were not willing to to supply him with what he felt like was was needed in order to be a consistent champion there at Florida State. He comes AM, the best facilities. They're flooding money into to, to not only him, but his staff, uh, and to developing the program. We we've seen the recruiting class. It's not just this year's recruiting class. I know a lot of people focus on this incredible class that's freshmen this year, but he's recruited at a high level now for the past couple of years. They are always a top five, top ten team. So if yeah. you're looking at the amount of talent on the roster, and we're just basing it on these recruiting rankings and the four stars and the five stars. And, you know, I think that's all a bunch of BS, but you get enough of them, uh, enough will hit and enough will be good for your program. Yes. All you need is good coaching. And they've been average. You know, they had the one nine and one season there during COVID. Uh, they got completely waxed by Alabama. So, I mean, how good were they really? But other than that, it's just been a team that we all hype up to start the season, then they just disappoint and disappoint and disappoint. We always keep saying next year, next year, next year. I mean, I got into it too. I mean, b before the season started, they're one of my teams that I thought was way overhyped. But what did I say? Hey, they're not going to be that good this year, but wait till next yeah. year. Wait till 2023. Wait till 2024. And I feel like we've been saying that every year for the past four years, uh, three to four years with Jimbo and the Aggies. So at what point do the fans say enough's enough? It obviously isn't the talent. Something's going wrong here. Something is going on, especially with the offense, which is just, to me, that's why you hire him. If you're going to go out there and hire yes. a coach nowadays, they're most likely going to be an offensive-minded football coach, and the offense has been stagnant. You haven't really seen – I'm excited to see your list you got, but you haven't seen consistency at the receiving position either. You know, you haven't seen top-tier receivers coming out of A&M year after year after year after year moving on to the, to the NFL. So not only have you struggled at that, the quarterback spot, you've also struggled at the receiving position also. So uh, that doesn't help going forward, bringing in top-tier talent uh, at those spots, especially when you look at the way the offenses are, are kind of running the show nowadays in college. But going back to your original point, I still think he's a good coach. I think that he has a chance to to, to make this team good. And I, brought, I think I brought this up on this show on, on Saturday. I just think expectations are, are out of control. Like when did we all of a sudden think that A and M should be deserving of a the, the the national spotlight that we've put on them, and and maybe it's because of the money, maybe because it's bringing in Jimbo, but like when's the last time A and M was a legitimate national championship contender? Like I don't remember but, that ever happening. So that's where okay. So that's simply where I say I understand it because of a few things. First off, we can't ignore the nine and one season. Like whatever, like Mickey Mouse elements there were yeah. to the pandemic. It was a bunch of oddness. Like. They were nine and one. Uh, they won the Orange Bowl, I think, that year. Like that's a really, really good recent result when you combine that with the investment, right? Building two hundred forty-two million dollars worth of new facilities, the giant Jimbo contract, uh, and then you combine 
um, the number one recruiting class hype. Like there's a ton of, and really being in the top five recruiting, like you said, for the last few years, so there's a ton of elements there that do make sense to me in the form of them a contender. And it's Jimbo's resume having a national championship, being viewed as a quarterback whisperer. The problem is those last two things, Aaron, I just don't know if they're true anymore. Uh, Bora in the chat says, anyone else thinks there's something fundamentally wrong, fundamentally wrong with Jimbo's coaching. Andrew Gilmore says, Jimbo's offense is way too complicated. He needs to be a CEO, outsource play calling. That's actually a great idea, I think, kind of um, potentially to explore if I am Jimbo, because you do seem very good, to be very good at the running the program part of it. What seems to be struggling is your actual offense, your actual offensive scheming. And you hit it, Aaron. It's a red flag when you're no longer good at your strength. If you're an OC... Yep. Whereas your history, right? You should always be good on offense. If you're a DC, same thing. Um, he came up as the quarterback whisperer, dude. Think about the run that he had. Uh, Jamarcus Russell, EJ Manuel, Christian Ponder, Jameis Winston, all first round NFL draft picks. And some that didn't even go on to do good in the NFL, which credit to him. That means he had them playing at an incredibly high level. So he goes from those guys, four first round draft picks, two number one overall picks since Jameis Winston. These are guys who started games for him. Everett Golson, Sean McGuire, DeAndre Francois, James Blackman, Kellen Mond, Zach Calzada, and Haynes King. I mean, bruh, that is as stark of a drop-off as I have ever seen when you are talking about the productivity of a position group. And even someone like Kellen Mond had his moments, right? Certainly, absolutely. But he was never dominant. He was never viewed as a first-round pick. Somewhere along the line, it is, and, and I know this is all coming to a head today, so maybe I'm being a bit reactive, Aaron, but it does feel like he lost that magic. Like, I want to propose snaps officially removing the title of quarterback whisperer from Jimbo. I will never refer to him as such again on this program, which I know I have done because I think the evidence is damning here. I'm with you. I, 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 I listen. You have to go by what you've done recently. In my mind, and obviously the, in recent history, it has not been super successful. I think one thing that always has somewhat bothered me is just the fundamentals and how he teaches the quarterback position of just the throwing mechanics. And I want people to think about and go watch film of of Aaron Rodgers back at Cal. And for those who are watching on YouTube, I'll give a little demonstration. The ball is up here by his ear. I mean, it literally is up here by his ear. You look stiff. You don't look fluid. And you could tell by the play, and then you could tell by the play of these AM quarterbacks. It just, you, even Kellen Mond, for such a great athlete, he looks stiff as hell in the pocket. Well, it's because the ball's by his ear. As soon as Aaron Rodgers got to the NFL, what do you see him do? He dropped it by, they say, put it right by the right titty. Put it right by the right titty. That way really? you can move in the pocket. You could be fluid. And it's called a rotator cuff. Okay. T Bob for a reason. So your rotator cuff, your shoulder right here, it rotates. Rotator yeah. cuff okay. rotates. If your okay. ball's up here by your ear, that's called a shot put. You see, I can't <laughs> rotate because it it's just a shot makes put. Sense. That's but a great job explaining here, that. T Bob, look, 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 look. If it's by my boobie, okay. my arm yeah. can rotate. Oh, my damn headset. Okay, rotate, rotator cuff. So. I just don't get – go look at it. I mean, go look at the the, the footage of and the film and the pictures of all of his quarterbacks. Ball's here. It looks like elementary well, stuff. So that's there's my, a, my uh, biggest issue with, with him. There, there's a meme picture today – or a picture that is being memed right now of 
Haynes King, and it's exactly what you're talking about. His hands are up above his head. He's kind of like stretched out like he's about to kind of like pounce on someone with like an over-the-top hug or something. Yeah. It's – um. Yeah, it's it, it's odd, man. Again, you know, it's it's our, our brains take a lot of time to change, right? Like in my mind, Seattle Seahawks still have the Legion of Boom defense, and I know that isn't true, but it's just what happened. So, like, Jimbo has continued to kind of sk- skate by on what he did in the past. I think it's time to just acknowledge it is what it is. And you know what stings extra badly today? If you're a Texas A&M fan, it's just some hardcore objective numbers and that is the fact that not only did you just lose to app state i'm trying to clown them during your yell practice was so damn weird you lose to app state <laughs> and that makes jimbo's record through 50 games uh 35 and 15 whereas kevin sumlin was 36 and 14 literally pushes you one game under sumlin Someone had nine ranked wins. Wow. Jimbo had has seven. Someone had five road ranked wins. Jimbo has zero. The one thing Jimbo has, someone didn't it? A group of five loss. Oh, absolutely brutal day to be an Aggie as you have to wake up and realize that you've been sold a bill of goods for the last half decade. Um, hey, and make no J- mistake, am I, am I, am okay. I on next year? Yes, I'm loving this. Next year. Next year. Yes, next year. Next, next year. year. Hey, man, ne- look, next they're still year. married. Now, now if anyone, if anyone could do a Jimbo buyout, it is Texas A&M, <laughs> right? I mean, they have the they have all the money in the world. We all know this, but I don't think they're going to. They're going to let him, I think, get this number one recruiting class of all time a couple years in and see what happens to him. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. It should end up being good, but I don't know if you can sit here with any real faith in Jimbo Fisher anymore. At least not well, they today. They better win this weekend. Uh, yeah, they they better win this weekend. I mean, you pull up their schedule right now, and Uh-oh. I'm not sold on Miami. I think Miami, just like them, they're actually pretty damn overrated. I think they have Agreed. a chance to beat Miami this weekend. I like Arkansas. I love this Arkansas football team. Uh, I love Mississippi yes. State. They go they they go Arkansas. I mean, it's a bitch of a schedule. Arkansas at Mississippi State at Alabama at South Carolina. South Carolina just lost two of their top defenders to tearing ACLs. They got some issues on their own, but it's on the road. You know, versus Miss, versus Florida at Auburn, and then you know, versus LSU to finish the year off. I mean, I'm looking at a team right now, seven and five, seven and Dude, five. Do you do you know what? Um, yeah, no, no. I mean, it feels it absolutely feels that way, Aaron. No, no, we'll see, we'll see. You know, I don't we don't be too reactive here, but and who knows? No, maybe no, if they no. make a change to Max Johnson, like I, I don't know, I, I don't think shit happens because otherwise, why isn't he playing? But, um. I mean, no, this, I think, this, I think weekend, this had to be the this had to be the last straw. I think I think I think you either start Max this 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 week versus Miami and just see because gotcha. there's just there's such an issue with throwing the football and and you can say schemes and you can say that that Jimbo has lost his touch calling plays, but you know I watched the film this morning and there's guys that are open and and Haynes is late. Haynes is not anticipating. He likes to see the see the receivers open instead of just letting it rip. And once again, he's just not a good throw of the football. I illustrated that last week, and, and, and I've just shown you why some of the mechanical issues of why he's not as fluid as, as, as he should be, you got to give Max an opportunity. So whether it's, it's hey, you're getting the start, you're getting the nod versus Miami, or you're going to get X amount of series. Because I think at some point, Max Johnson has to be on the field for this game. We just The question needs yeah. to be answered. Who is the better quarterback? And until you put Max in, 
if you're telling me Haynes is the best answer and Max is that much worse, then you deserve to be seven and five. Well, if you're telling me that, then I'm then then not only are you not the quarterback whisperer, you're the quarterback shitter. You're making guys worse because I've seen Max Johnson play better than what you're getting out of Haynes King. Like I've I've seen it firsthand. Uh, you know what we should call this weekend, Aaron, the fraud bowl. Because Jimbo may be a fraud and Mario Cristobal may be a fraud. I'm not entirely yeah. sure here. We got to give Chris Ball a little time. Year, like, though. Yeah. No, I know, but I'm just talking about his overall record. And I know it's tainted. It is tainted by an awful, you know, first few years where he gets a FIU job at a very young age. So so I'm not, but, but right now, 64 and 60 overall in his career. And a couple nice years at Oregon, but can never quite get them where they wanted to be. So we'll. We'll see what Chris Wall does in Miami. But you know what? The winner of the Fraud Bowl is going to do a, do themselves a lot of uh, – they're going to give themselves a lot of credit or a lot of help in kind of making yep. these new cycles calm down. Uh, all right. Let's see. Uh, T-Pat says uh, Lil Nicky is grinning and waiting to pounce on that number one class, Nick Saban number one transfer class next year. Well, that's the thing. If this does go off the rails and this spirals and – the Jimbo noise gets so loud, and they do go like seven and five. Aaron, um, the fuck, the vultures will be circling. Like, make no mistake. Like, 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 what's like a dead and can, rotting what's the worst carcass. They can do with what's the number that that the discussion really gets hot of of moving on from? Is it six and six? Like, if they're a six and six football team, is it or is it like? I, I, does it matter? Like, I still there's think no he chance is that Jimbo's gonna get canned. I think I think I'm in that boat. There I think there's no chance that he gets fired. I think that though, if you get to seven and five, six and six, then next year becomes that year where A and M will say, "F it, we're fed up." You know, in terms of economies of scale, them paying out Jimbo with like five years remaining is probably basically the same thing as what Nebraska just did, firing Scott Frost 19 days early. So I think they want to let him develop this class. I'm not 100 percent on that because they'd be because like if you fire him, then aren't you worried about that class dissolving? Like yes, I, I get it. They already might end up being a bit of a a, a a dead gazelle on the side of the road, but you might as well like chum the waters and throw that meat out to out to the birds yourself if if you fire Jimbo. So we gonna see. Yeah. It's, 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 well, I mean, you want to talk about owning the state of Texas. We know the state of Texas is flooded with talent when it comes to high school recruiting and, and, and all the positive, even with the, you know, both, obviously both teams lost, but obviously the loss to Alabama and the way it happened for the Longhorns was a lot better than losing to a group of five team for the Aggies. And right now there's a lot more, I would say, momentum for Texas. You know, they're coming to the SEC. Uh, they got a, a quarterback with an incredible last name of Manning that is going to help them recruit and and most likely you know have a chance to have a better class in a And I'm like, to me right now, if I'm just a, a fan of college football in the state of Texas and I'm evaluating both programs, you got one coach who's been getting paid a bajillion dollars that's been given everything to have success, <laughs> and then you're yep. talking about Steve Sarkeesian who is still relatively new, second year head coach at Texas. And I would say right now, I would hedge my bet on Texas being the better football team in the next couple of years, based on what I've seen from this weekend. It just seems like Jimbo has not been able to get through that ceiling. And Sark is, you know, maybe they tease us. Maybe Texas isn't as good. And maybe it was a one yeah, hit wonder kind of game this weekend. But I'm just saying right now the pulse in that state is, you know, AM's kind of losing favor and then the Longhorns are kind of going the opposite direction. 
You know, you know, the pulse in that state is Aaron dead. Baylor lost Texas lost Texas A&M lost Houston lost Cowboys lost and Dak Prescott's out six to eight weeks. It is a shit day in the Lone Star State if you love football. Uh, also, Texas fans, y'all are all over me about me saying Bama's going to whoop that ass. Is there any greater commentary in hearts how sorry the state of your program is that you're celebrating losing? You nearly have just as many five stars. You have just as many four stars on your roster. Like, you should be competing, okay? Congrats for finally doing what you should have been doing for the past 10 years. Do, do, do it for two weekends in a row. How about that, yep. Texas? Get the hell out of here. Freaking hate the whole state. Um, all you right. Get off your, your uh, chest. Except for everybody who's listening to staffs from Texas. Mad love. Love y'all boys. Y'all are the best. And girls. <laughs> uh, all right. Right now, speaking of, you mentioned Manning. But there's another Texas quarterback that impressed this week in Aaron. It's time, as we do every Monday here on Steps, for Aaron Murray's top five quarterbacks. Let's start with number five and work our way up. All right, yeah, let's start with number five. I'm going to go number five, Sam Hartman for Wake Forest, going on the road against the undefeated Vandy boys. (laughs) Vandy, That Vandy team. Listen, my man was uh, battling blood clots. He comes back. And it's raining. It's nasty. I'm like, man, Vandy's going to win this football game. They're going to run it. Go Mike White. And, you know, what does he do in his first game? Because, you know, it's still his first game. Going against a team that has played two games, is, is undefeated, feeling pretty juicy on their home turf. And Sam Hartman goes 18 to 27, 300 yards and four touchdowns. So Wake Forest, you were scared. We were all wondering, are they going to have their quarterback one this year who was tremendous last year that runs that crazy rpo offense to perfection well he looked pretty damn good on the road in crappy weather um so that's a really good sign for wake forest and once again a so so acc so that's a big positive so he is number five this week number four my big man kj jefferson arkansas big home game for south carolina and they made it look easy on offense i mean they just ran up and down south carolina like it was Nothing. And I'm not saying South Carolina is some world beater on defense, but he was wow. That's the progression I want to see from last year to this year. Throwing the ball 18 to 21. He was accurate. He was in command. Running the ball. Him and Rocket Sanders back there. Good luck trying to tackle those dudes in any kind of zone read option. Like, I don't know who I want to take. They're both like 225 to 245. Yeah. Uh, Especially at the end. Trey Knox is a giant as well out there at tight end. I mean, it's this is going to be a. I'm thrilled for for Coach Pittman. I love Coach Pittman. I was a little bit worried about Arkansas taking a step back this year. If KJ plays like he's been playing those through the first two weeks and gets better, this is going to be one of the better teams in the SEC West this season. Yes, sir. Uh, number three, we're going to go to the state of Texas. He didn't play the whole game, but he showed me some cojones. Quinn Ewers from Texas. Oh, big stage, big moment. And it wasn't too big. big for him. He looked oh, okay. composed. What are you gonna say? Big what? No, no, I don't know. I thought you know what? Let's not worry about <laughs> big it. Arm. He looked big arm. He, big arm. Big yes, arm. that's what it's big, big arm. arm. Big arm. Big arm. Big old arm. Big strong arm. Uh, <laughs> I was I was impressed, man. Like you want to talk about like excitement once again for the state of Texas. He is what we thought he could be coming out of high school. One of the highest ranked quarterbacks out there. He looked the part versus Alabama. 
Uh, I was just hoping he gets back on that field before the game versus Oklahoma and starts to continue to build that chemistry with his receivers. Uh, number two, you're going to go back to the SEC West. Will Rogers, if he stayed up late, you got to watch the magic of, of Mississippi State. The air raid, it's going to work. And it is working. Terrified. 39 of 49, dude, 313, lose. four touchdowns, 10 different people caught passes. Uh, he's been good since he took over, and he just keeps getting better and better and better. You know what, T-Bob? I need him to have a hell of a year. You know why? Because no. I no. need him to go to the NFL so he doesn't break mm. my records in the SEC. So oh, I'm hoping he continues to ball out because he just, he just puts up stupid stats, and he's going to break all my damn records if he stays one more year. And then my number one quarterback for week two of the college football season, I am drinking the Kool-Aid really love. hard. I am in love. I'm in love with the uniforms. I'm in love with <laughs> sunny California. And I'm in love with Caleb Williams right now. I mean, <sighs> wow. That's all you got to say. I know, wow. He looks the part on the road, Stanford, not a juggernaut, but still what I've seen from him in that offense in the first two weeks, on time, accurate, less freelancing yeah. than what I saw last year from him. Uh, I know everyone always likes to make comparisons, and I know it's not healthy and people bitch and moan about it, but if I had to make a comparison, he looks a little bit like Patrick Mahomes. Uh, the yes. way he moves, the way he throws, yes, the arm dude. angle. And people are to rip me for this one because you know they just love to rip if you make any kind of comparison, but it's healthy to do this. Be you, but if I had to give him someone he looks like the NFL, it's Patrick. So, uh, man, I'm 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 sold right now. Uh, this is a team that you look at the Pac-12, you look at the way that things are going around the country right now. If they stay healthy, it's going to be dangerous, 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 dangerous. So, good job, Caleb, for that number one spot this week. Ooh, Aaron Murray, our our, our excellent production team of Ryan Brumley right now could not. And Paulie, PG, and everybody, their loins could not be more girded than after what you were giving them today. My man's is on fire. Uh, okay, let me offer one outside looking in here. Andrew Gilmore in the chat nails it. Hinden Hooker, huge road win, tough, tough atmosphere. He stepped up again. I said it Saturday night, but Hinden Hooker's deep balls are a thing of beauty, y'all. Mm -hmm. I love them. Now it's time every Monday we do a little, a little snips and snaps. Snips are bad. Snaps are good. My first snap, Aaron, I'm going with Marcus Freeman. And you're saying, T-Bob, but how is that possible? He's 0-3 as a Notre Dame head coach. Exactly. The fact that Marcus Freeman is 0-3 as a Notre Dame head coach, and we aren't talking about it at all. Massive win for him. Just a mass. They just got their ass kicked by the Marshall Thundering Herd. Marshall went 94 yards in the fourth to take the lead. It's a legitimate win, and we're not even talking about him. So shout out to Marcus Freeman. Congrats to you, man. Lay low, okay? Just try to chill out. Somebody may gaze at you for a second. Just stay calm, stay cool, and that gaze will shift back to College Station. Good on you, Marcus Freeman. Aaron Murray, what's your first snap? Wow, I was not expecting that. My first snap, I'm going to actually go with a coach that's winning right now, uh, Mark Stoops at Kentucky. We heard it all week. Kentucky's soft. Kentucky's not good. They can't block. They can't get after the quarterback. They can't run. They went to the swamp and looked really good. Um, watching the film, I still think Florida may be the better football team, but Kentucky didn't make mistakes. I mean, that's the name of the game. Can you protect the football? Yep. And, and that was the big difference. 
Anthony Richardson had one of his worst days, and I'm going to get into that in a little bit here with a little snippy snip snip. But Mark Stoops, more wins than Bear Bryant at Kentucky, not overall. Damn. At Kentucky. So the most wins okay. in school history. Congratulations to him. One of my favorite coaches of all time. The dude knows how to win. He's built a program from nothing. They stuck with him. They, congratulations, top 10 team, the Kentucky Wildcats. Huge one on the road. So you are my first snap of the week. Okay, I will uh, make a public announcement here. I will no longer call him Mark Poops. I, I am returning, I'm retiring Mark Poops for the foreseeable future. Uh, all right, well, let's get to some snips here, Aaron, because uh, I think we have a similar one here. I'm snipping the Anthony Richardson hype, but I'm happy to do so. Okay, I want to be clear. I bet on Florida. I thought AR was going to be the difference, and I am so infinitely hap uh, happy that I was wrong simply because I did not want to exist in a world where Florida had a new sexy young Heisman legitimate candidate quarterback. It was 2-0 and with two ranked wins in the Billy Napier era. This was the exact humbling of Florida that I needed after they got jumped up to number 12 last weekend. I'm telling you, if, if he would have just had an average game, not a great game, just an average game, Florida would have won, but he looked uh, he looked shook. He didn't look like he was in the game. Good. He admitted it afterwards. I will say this, though. He's too talented not to bounce back. He will be fine going forward. It, people forget kids have bad games. Shoot, my senior year, I had one of the worst games of my life, for goodness sakes. Like, it happens. So you can't expect these kids to perform every single game, especially this far early in his career. He will be fine. Uh, my first snippity snip snip is SEC. Right now, I look at yeah. the SEC. Maybe because it yeah, looks dude. a little bit different. You look at the West, and all of a sudden it's Alabama and Mississippi State and Arkansas. A&M's down and LSU's down. Auburn's, you know, they didn't have a great game this past weekend uh, versus San Jose State. Uh, Ole Miss has a lot of question marks. They look good, but they played a scrub. You know, what do they look like when they start playing some competition? You look at the East. I think the East is good, but it's just maybe it's different, which is why I'm saying this. Um, but I just think right now you look at college football, I think there's some really good teams out there that aren't obviously in the SEC that can mix this up. I'm saying that now. Chances are we're still going to have Georgia versus Alabama in the national championship. So I'm probably going to be eating my words at the end of the year with two SEC teams in <laughs> well, the championship. No, no, no. Game. But, 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 but your point holds weight, though, Aaron, because yeah. that, you, know, you can still be top heavy, but not be quality yeah. through and through like you have been the last few years. Uh, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, my next snap uh, goes out to cold beer, man. I don't know how I ever bet against a coach that had the cold beer. And I'm going to have a cold beer, like Sam Pittman said, after the Cincinnati win. To be fair to myself, I did not see that clip until right before the game Saturday. At that moment, I knew I was screwed. Look, I'm still impressed with South Carolina. I thought they were scrappy. I love the effort from Beamer and the boys. But huge ups to Arkansas and Sammy P here. Like you said, man, looking so confident through these first two yeah. weeks and doing it while being fueled by cold beer. Aaron, what Cold you got? Bear. Second snap. Cold beer. Uh, my second snap, I'm going to go J.J. McCarthy. Uh, looked good last week. Uh, he gets the nod from Michigan. He was, I think, 11-12 in the ball game this past weekend versus Hawaii, which you know, I think you could go out there and and, and, and go 11-12 versus Hawaii, T-Bob. But that being said, he was the better <laughs> option. Congratulations for him. I think the announcement was made literally right after the game. That's how much confidence and pretty much you know they knew he was going to be the guy going forward. Ends the quarterback controversy. Now we're just waiting for Lane Kiffin 
uh, at at Ole Miss to make his decision based on the two quarterbacks we saw there uh, over the over the weekend as well. But you know, congratulations to him. You won the battle. You are now the starting quarterback for Michigan. Don't screw it up. Uh, okay, my next snip has to be, dude. Iowa's offense. I mean, they oh. go down 10-7, and it might have been, been a million. They didn't stand a chance. How about this? Through two games, 2.8 yards per play, which I read was, quote, way worse for any FBS program since at least 2009. Anytime you get since at least, that means that's when they started tracking that. So quite literally, the worst offense since we've really been logging uh, yards per play. They've only scored one touchdown on the year. Um, even last year, they were awful. They failed to crack top 100 in any offense category, except for points. They were 99th. Uh, it's, it is a complete disaster in Iowa, and it's one they could have seen coming for years, and they did nothing about it, and now they're reaping the benefits. Iowa offense, snip, snip, snip. Uh, who's your next snip, Aaron? All right, my next snip is Notre Dame. I know you were uh, giving some snaps, trying to give them some love, but you, they're 0-2 for goodness sakes. You just lost to yeah. Marshall at yeah. home. And then you want to put a little yeah. salt on the wound. Your starting quarterback is out for the season now. So not only mm. are you having problems on offense, you can't score. It's been two weeks. We gave you the benefit that you're on the road week one versus Ohio State. Ohio State defense is going to be better this year, this that, and the other. No, your offense just sucks. And now your starting quarterback is out. So where does Notre Dame go from here is going to be the big question. Can they get that much worse on offense? We're about to find out. Um, so right now, Snip, snip, snip. Notre Dame is on the, the crapper. Uh, wow. Uh, Kirby's visor says Matt Campbell for Nebraska's next head coach. I was thinking about that Saturday. You never hear about Matt Campbell anymore. Um, all right. I'm going to run through my last two. Uh, my last snap, the Sun Belt, baby. Of course, it's a Sun Belt. App State being A&M, Marshall, Notre Dame, Georgia, Southern Nebraska, Fun Belt, reigns Supreme. And my last snap is Texas A&M yell practice. Uh, they're DMCA in the video because that's Ooh. how embarrassed they are. But uh, if you have not seen the A&M video of Yell Practice, please do yourself a favor. Go watch it and enjoy those A&M Aggie tears. Uh, my last snap, uh, Texas football. We talked about them a little bit earlier, but I'm not going to say they're back, but they're moving in that direction right now. Great, Relax, great performance. Dude. They're recruiting well. I like Sark. I like offense. At least they got offense. You know that. Uh, you know When you want to compare them versus A&M, at least you know Texas, they got a chance to score points. Um, never feel good about a loss, but you know, they feel a little good about a loss. So we'll, we'll give them a, we'll give them one, we'll give them a mini snap for that one. Just a mini snap. Uh, and then snip my last snip. We're going to stay on Texas, Texas quarterbacks versus Alabama. It sucks to be a Texas quarterback. If you're going against Alabama, Colt McCoy national championship, what happens? Gets his ass knocked out of the game. Literally gets snipped. What happens this yeah, past weekend for, for yours? Get snipped. He's out. If you're a Texas quarterback and you're playing Alabama, you need to get wrapped Watch up in a out. bubble and get the yeah. ball to your damn hands. It um it literally felt Saturday like Alabama. I mean, they just have to shit on everybody's good time, right? Quinn Ewers is looking yep. so sexy. He's all looking so excited. Mm. It's like he literally like called down from the booth and was like, "Take him out." And then, of course, next thing you know, Ewers out and Hudson Cards out here like limping around on one leg trying to somehow <laughs> win the game um good okay i'll you know i'll snap text defense good call her uh all right 
Another great day of snaps here presented by FanDuel. Remember, if you're signed up for the FanDuel Sportsbook app and you want to help out your boys, use the promo code SNAPS. Uh, tweet Colin Cowherd about how much you love the show. Rate and review the podcast feed if you can help us out there. That's awesome. And uh, like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. And again, you know we're on here Monday through Thursday. We've got our best bets on Friday. we got our post-game shows on Saturday. So uh, we'll see you tomorrow on a brand new Snaps. Uh, 2 Eastern, 1 Central. See you there. The volume. Open a limited time 11 month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus, it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.orgslash CB for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.